regression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Hello and welcome to Racers Alley. Uh, welcome again. This is going to be our sixth show and we're going to have a great time talking about traveling through the U.S. on motorcycles. So give me a second. Let me get my stuff together and I'll show up in about four minutes. We're going to have a great talk with three amazing riders who've gone around the U.S. on various types of motorcycles and they're going to share stories about exactly what it's like to go on a, a trip and each, you know, as far as motorcycling goes, everyone has their own way of doing things. So when you're actually on the road, you know, some people travel heavy, some travel light. I mean, some, some actually go a lot farther distances and some sit back and smell the roses, so to speak. So as far as Racers Alley goes, you know, we like to have guests of all types here and Last few times we've had uh, flat track racers, uh, AMA racers, uh, GP racers. Uh, so now this time we're going to have uh, talking about traveling. So uh, please join us in about three, four minutes and uh, we'll have a great time. Thank you very much. And four minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. -T. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> It's 
summertime and we're ready to groove in the mission for the 6th annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress Of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody all right so welcome to racers alley here we are in our sixth show and uh i'm really happy to be here uh we're at meeting radio in the heart of the mission in san francisco for those of you that don't know where we are uh it's wonderful weather out here though it's a little bit smoky from the fires um our goal here at racers alley is really to talk about all things racing and motorcycling i mean we'll we will have guests from all types of industries such as you know tuners racers uh riders and fabricators uh, as well as folks with unique and lost knowledge of our sport you know like making steel show shoes stuff like that we hope uh, soon our audience here will be able to call call in and ask our guests how they uh, started and any questions that may interest them uh, you know as a listener so tonight you know we're really going to be talking about um going through the u.s and riding a motorcycle you know everyone has a way of uh Packing differently, they have their own uh, reason for going for many uh, miles, uh, you know, uh, as far as uh, overall, there's a certain sense of what I would call a a dedication or reason to go out there onto the road alone. I mean, a lot of people would think that would be very, very dangerous and uh, definitely adventurous, but... uh, Nowadays, we're seeing a lot more what they call adventure bikes. And, and, you know, as motorcycling gets more popular here in the United States, they're catering to that. So you're going to see a lot of riders out there, and they're going to be all shapes and sizes. You know, the Harley Davidsons with the saddlebags, the uh, the adventure boys, which look like they can actually go up Mount Everest. And you'll have the regular folks, you know, a backpack, uh, you know, tent here and there. And uh, some of boys even have a big old camper with a bike in the back just to ride it when they stop to get burgers. So uh, as far as uh, going on, uh, we have tonight a guest, uh, Kevin, you've been uh, riding for quite some time, have you not? Uh, yes, I, I've been riding for maybe about uh, 12 years at this point. What was your first bike? Uh, uh, SV650, it's a first generation. Yeah, that bike is so popular. I mean, even at the shop I work at nowadays, I mean, we've had eight SVs in the last two and a half weeks. I mean, they're just so popular and they're a really solid machine. So you had that bike, that was your first bike after learning how to ride, and from there you just started uh, 
making your way oh yeah um my 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 first few years were in the mission and this is where i learned to ride Uh, it, it, the bottom it, of the bottom of the pool deep end of the pool you just got immediately thrown in you know the traffic around here especially with the you know ubers and the phones and stuff can get really uh i guess you say congested oh that's totally true but the the first few months i i think i really only went out when there was no traffic uh i've had that happen from the shop where the folks that come in buy a bike and go can you deliver it in the richmond district and which is not a district near the ocean folks if you don't know san francisco it's a little more tame and less things likely to run into the side of you so as far as uh look who walked in wade boyd how you doing today hi there made it made it awesome how, how you doing how's your day oh really good really uh, busy 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 awesome Learn, i can say in two words we're going to be talking about touring the USA today, and Kevin is here, and we're just explaining. He just got his uh, first bike, was the SV650, and then from there, uh, from there on, how did you do? Uh, well, shortly after that, uh, the SV got stolen, um, and, and, well, it happens in San Francisco, but, uh, and then I ended up with, with a V-Strom, which was my first... Uh, I guess commuter slash touring bike, and and that was when I first started uh, getting involved in in touring. So uh, as far as your V Strom, you got you bought the V Strom for more mainly going around town, and now you can go out of town, so you can actually pack more gear on there. Right, uh, ha- had a bunch of lockable luggage on there, and and my first trip on there was actually up to Fortuna. And then I took 36 out to, nice. to Tahoe and then back over the Sierras. And that was, <laughs> that was amazing. That was my first multi-day trip. And I imagine after that, I mean, you could see how motorcycle all of a sudden opened up a different world, almost like scuba diving or something, where all of a sudden you're on the mountain roads and you're, the isolation. and Independence and you're all but alone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a wide open world. Right. It, it was amazing. Um, my first time first time up in the sierras and we picked uh, a week that was uh right after the passes opened so there was still snow there but it was still what, like 60 65 degrees there are people out there in their shorts wow with snowpack everywhere wow. uh, on the side of the roads so oh well yeah on the side of the roads the, the roads themselves were clear but i mean that can can be intimidating i mean like there's black ice and stuff i mean uh yeah i would see that as just a little uh, danger zone a, a little bit yeah, yeah but could be yeah. cold could be raining could be all kinds of things <laughs> that's true you, all, you always have to be, be uh prepared for all of that stuff yeah we were mentioning last night in our conversation about preparation i mean uh, certain people really uh have a different opinion on how much to take with him you know i mean i basically always had a rule to take every single tool that i need <laughs> to fix the bike including race wire duct tape zip ties you know uh, extra levers that might be bent it's always nice to have those old levers around so i've always been more like i might not have three pairs of jeans for myself but i would definitely have spares for the bike to get me out of you know harm's way that type of thing yeah stay with your buddies because somebody will have something you don't have that's right uh wait uh, you were mentioning it's like a uh, nice going with a with nice thing about where a couple of sessions ago uh, we were talking about baja and it's nice to go with a group of people because there's always someone to help you 
Yeah, yeah. Usually. Usually. Or you'll find somebody, Mexico, you'll find somebody step out behind a cactus or something. Senor, you need some help? <laughs> well, Kevin, you were mentioning last night, I mean, a lot of times you go alone, but on the road you end up meeting nice folks. That's true. I, I feel like w when you go with a group, you tend to socialize within the group. Yeah. But when you're alone, you know, it's, it's easier to go up to a bar and talk to new people, and people are less intimidated uh, about coming up to talk to you when you're solo. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so as, as with the group, you're less apt to go out and explore the outs, outer boundaries, where if you're alone, you have no one, to, well, you just talk to the folks next to you. That's totally true. Interesting. And over the times, have you uh, always felt that everyone was really uh, nice to you? You know, I, I haven't really had any issues. Um, I've done a bunch of trips and everyone has been super friendly. Once they, once they figured out what I was trying to do, yeah. you know. Usually yeah. if you're friendly, they'll be friendly and, and your whole trip's like that. Yeah, I've never been, myself, I've never been out of uh, past California, interestingly enough, on a motorcycle. So it's always nice to live vicariously, either by reading or, you know, talking to your folks who go out of state and across the U.S. and such. Yeah. I mean, it's like, a, it's opening a window. You know? uh, I haven't gone far either, but I, my first R1 I bought in Canada because I would ride it home. I wouldn't ride to Canada, but I'll ride that thing home. And it was a great adventure. So you came from Canada. Uh, th this is the uh, 99 hour one. That, uh, yeah, we yes. headed for the coast. It started raining. This lady in the gas station said, don't do it. It's dangerous. And we're going for the corners. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It rained. It poured. We, we like froze, but we had such a good time. And we got home with brand new bikes. Uh, so uh, you were, uh, I guess maybe you and Ray went to buy uh, two hour ones? No, uh, Adam Corkle. Adam Corkle. Bought the other one. Nice. So you went to Canada, bought one of the hottest bikes, brand new generation, one of the most sought after, and you just rode it home from Canada. That must have been yeah. a ball. I got a blue one. It had to be blue. And then I showed up at Zeitgeist, and there's another blue one. Yeah, yeah. That would be myself. I ended up getting one as well, and Subculture Racing was formed. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, riding through, did you have much gear weight, or you take a backpack? I mean, no, uh, I go skimpy. Yeah, myself as well. I mean, uh, but the uh, opposite end of that, obviously, is you go skimpy. Uh, as far as Kevin, I mean, you've gone all the way. As, how, how far have you gone uh, across the U.S.? Uh, let's see. My, my first big trip was up to uh, British Columbia and back. Wow. And then and then I've also gone down to Baja, and, and I've done, a, done that. Mm -hmm. a tour of, of the Northwest uh and the national parks like glacier yellowstone nice. wow. and and then There's most a lot of parks out there yeah, yeah a lot of beautiful beautiful road. beautiful glacier then, glacier is the best out of like the scenery cannot be beat out of it, the parks you've been through that was your favorite uh yeah um there's there's this road that's only open during the summer going to the sun road and it weaves among the mountaintops. It wow. brings you up to the mountaintops and then it weaves you among them and then it drops you back down. And the scenery is just absolutely <laughs> stunning. Sounds like Argentina, huh, Wade? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a race course out there not too long ago. And uh, same thing, you're running a range across a mountaintop. It's, it's, it's stunning, yeah. totally. Whatever we got, they got down there in South America, if not more. Amazing. 
Yeah, well, we were, a couple of shows ago, we were talking about uh, Wade and uh, Baja trips. Uh, Dimitri was here and uh, talking, going down south rather than across towards uh, New York way and up north towards Canada. So you mentioned your first bike, um, or at rather your first time. Have you gone across on the same bike, or do you change a bike each time? Are you, are you getting into bigger CCs, uh, comfortable? Uh, well, I, I was on the V-Strom for a while, um, and I did a bunch of long trips on that. And then I recently, I guess not so recently, uh, moved to a Ducati Multistrada. Ooh. <laughs> big, big bike, lots of power that isn't really weighed down when you, when you pack it full of gear. Yeah. So well, the Ducati really is a nice. light bike. Is, and now having that more horsepower, do you feel it's less taxing rather than always be a, a little bit? Uh, what, once you once you get into the longer days, it's a it's a bit less taxing. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine yeah, the bike screaming. If you got a little guy, you got a big one. It can loaf along, and you get to relax just a little more. Yeah, That's totally true. Yeah, bigger bikes. Uh, one of our boys, we work with. Uh, actually, Scotty, he has an FJ uh, thirteen hundred, and he goes, "You can ride that all day long. Get off it; you won't even be sore." You know. So, I mean, a lot has to be said about the uh, type of vehicle that you ride uh, across the U.S. I mean, people have Harley's. Uh, I was just talking to our dear friend Tula, and she went on a big old trip with her uh, Triumph Street, Street, uh, uh, Speed Triple. Now, the the racer bike, right? And um, she went a long trip on that, several few days, just came back and spent a couple of days on the Harley. Guess what she preferred. <laughs> so different rides for different folks, but uh, yeah, you know, everyone has their own style of doing things. So I imagine that makes a huge difference, you know. As far as uh, weather-wise, now we've all been through a ton of weather and there's a whole bunch of different type of gear you can wear. Uh, as far as... Um, Myself, I've always had the Alpine Star textile. Now it's about you're about 12, 13 years old, so it's finally wearing through. So it really is not waterproof. Um, have you? What do you do? You wear an Aero Stitch? I, I love my Aero Stitch. Wade as well. You boys been running them. Well, Wade's been running them forever, and it took me I 20 know. years to get one. And I've been wearing one for over 20 years. The proper Aero Stitch for 20 years. You yeah. Can wear anything or nothing underneath. That's what I've heard. I mean, you can have a whole suit. Aero Stitch, folks. If you don't know out there, it's a textile suit that has a zipper system that you can step in and out of in a second. If, uh, as motorcyclists know, if you have a two-piece suit and stuff, they can be rather cumbersome if you get into a cafe or especially after it's raining outside you come in at a pub arrow stitches zoom zoom once you learn how to do the dance it's one of the most convenient suits as well as uh, protective and uh they look really good as well most of the sunday morning ride boys have been wearing them as long as i know which i've been out there on and off for like 20 years i mean uh wade uh, you, i believe you met goldfine pardon andy goldfine who makes the arrow yeah, stitch yeah he had a, a little little to do out here and everything uh fit everybody especially everybody out here was all different sizes it was a real good experience for him the community got to see him and the stitches and everything and they just got fantastic stuff yeah they've always had a, a top pedigree as far as uh, gear goes and kevin we were mentioning the other night about what you were wearing and we've talked back and forth and you really believe in the arrow stitch uh for for it, it took me a few years before I got an arrow stitch, but now I'm a true believer. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a, haven't gotten one yet, but everyone, yeah. once they get one, you can't go back. I, I wore one in Mexico. It's got a little more windage, whatever, than a pair of leathers. But, yeah, I wore mine to, to Mexico, and it's super hot. We stop every hour. took me 30 seconds to get out of it, 30 seconds or so to get back in. But all my friends like, oh, he hated you because they just <laughs> cooked in their leathers. Yeah, I would take them up go on the skivvies or something where you're right there, easy, ready yeah. to go. It's got 10 pockets. It's got vents. It is hot out there. you got to keep rolling, learn what to wear under it. Sometimes nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're the million degrees. As well as, I mean, you get into, Kevin, I imagine when you've gone across the U.S., you've hit some uh, extreme cold temperatures. Not not too much. Nothing nothing below freezing. I've been in yeah. conditions near freezing. Um, the worst yep. the worst was getting hailed on though. Wow, that that stuff hurts like marbles. Oh. Yeah, a little right. blip, blip, or yeah, riding like in the, the rain without a helmet. You ever hit that? Little pins. Even like a like pea sized hail, it just feels like individual pinpricks all over your body being pummeled yeah. and you're you gonna feel each jack, one you need big gloves and he yeah it's like rocks little marbles hitting you at speed boom, boom boom every one of them hurts you got you got to get out of them right at that point i mean did you pull under a freeway overpass oh, or yeah do you do that well the last time that happened middle of utah it was it was raining uh, i don't know i'm in the middle of the show it was raining hard enough that we could we could barely see, and there was a, a layer of of water on the pavement. So I swing that um, About and, an inch thick. And then all of a sudden, I, I started feeling these pinpricks all over my body, and and then I looked down and I could see these pea sized pea sized balls of ice all over my suit, and oh, and the wow. road had turned like totally white, and you could see the the hail bobbing up and down on the road on the standing Holy water moly. and that was that that was a little bit we, we slowed down a lot nerve-wracking hmm? how many folks were there i imagine that was nerve-wracking that that was very nerve-wracking yeah. uh there there were three of us actually and one of us didn't have uh any rain pants on so he was already soaked holy moly not set up yeah 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 you don't get experiences like that watching tv Oh no! That's <laughs> well, that's the thing about cycling. I mean, we're usually seen as uh, you know uh, rogues and adventurous type folks. And like I said, I've never been across the U.S. And every time I hear about you uh, folks out there, Kevin, it's I live vicariously through everything you're doing. I mean, I believe you. We'll have a, su- a show soon uh, where you've been through Europe. You know, so it's like it's it's, it's awesome to be able to take a machine and just uh, explore paths unknown really as far as uh packing gear so clothes wise i mean you take two pairs of jeans i mean it's like when you're going across the u.s what do you usually run like side bags a uh, rear bag uh how much stuff do you when do you draw the line you know so over the years i've started packing lighter and lighter and refining there you go yeah and and, and every time every time i go uh about Two or three days into the trip, I've realized that I've packed way too much. There you go. So, so every time I end up packing less and less, and well, it's th- better to be safe than sorry. That that's true, but you could still cover most of your bases with with very little 
uh, of volume. Like one set of jeans instead of three? Yeah. Well, or, or if you can, if, if you could pack something that you can actually wash in, yes. in the sink and then it'll be dry the next day mm -hmm. and you, you don't need quite so much, even if it's a two week trip, you just, yeah, every you night just you just wash stuff. Resource. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while <laughs> yeah exactly you know it's like when i first started riding um uh i guess you could say to train for the aisle uh, at the time when i was a kid i'd um take my fcr 400 point out a map and just find the squiggliest road out there and go and uh, especially on my birthday, I take a few days off. Usually I have a tank bag, sometimes I have a bank, uh, backpack. But over the years, I found that got refined. But then I got kind of weird and I started, well, what if you fall in a ditch? Do you need a flare gun? What if you do this? Do you need this? And you can actually drive yourself insane with what ifs. You know, so it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I ended up backing off over time because I ended up having all this useless stuff in case. And part of the deal is, you just go. There's no in case. I mean, part of the deal is to be free, not to be totally unencumbered, you know, with with other thoughts. So it's a, it was very interesting when I came across that and really got rid of a lot of weight, so to yeah. speak, uh, mentally and physically. Right. Um, for for my for my what ifs, I mostly just pack a set of pretty standard tools, some sockets. Um, I mean, I I always have a f a flat pack of duct tape on all of my bikes all of <laughs> yeah, the time exactly. and like zip ties the most common thing is probably the most common problem is probably a tire puncture so i always have those on my bike yeah i have the like, worms but air is the issue so how do you take care of your air issue a lot of a lot of people like the uh, electric pumps i've but, had that ha save my butt once those are nice but, but i i don't carry those i carry the yeah. uh co2 canisters gotcha they got the big ones now that are you know kind of um, they will do the job because originally they had the little ones that went in the bb guns and half of it was displaced trying to hook it on it and then it just leave the air and so yeah I, I, I work at a shop now and they do make some really nice kits now with proper air canisters yeah getting better and better all the time and you can buy extra that that's true. I I always carry two or three of the canisters on on my bikes. Probably gets me up to like uh, up to about twenty psi, and then I can limp wow. it to a gas station <laughs> or something. Even though they still get to twenty, yeah. And I mentioned before uh, we were having a conversation a while back about hand pumps. You know, I mean, I still uh, you know we've. All of us, I imagine, for riders, have been at a point where you have your backpack and you have your hand pump in the back and you go to each stop and you go as long as you run out of air and hand pump it and you just ride because you're broke, can't buy a tire, right? So I was like, oh, you've got your uh, portable air. So nowadays they have these little, little bicycle pumps and such. And uh, I always felt that that would be a nice fallback. I would... I tried it once. I would never do it again. <laughs> you it were mentioned it. <laughs> it was electric pump. Electric pump. Yeah, it, it was about forty-five minutes of uh, me and my friend on our backs on the parking lot, pumping this little handheld <laughs> half handheld a psi <laughs> in the hot sun. It was, right? it was yeah. pretty awful. <laughs> Yeah, watch that little compressor instead of doing that. Yeah. Right, exactly. But I figure in the end, I mean, even though it's 45 minutes, it's still air. I was stuck out there at one point, and all the boys ended up having, I was like, I'm a highway one. Uh, I had a mushroom plug. I don't trust those. I like the wormies, you know. Uh, and uh, anyhow, 
uh, ended up sitting there. All the bicycle riders had the wrong type of pump for my tire because it takes a different type of valve, you know. So it's nice to have a, a backup, even though it takes a little shh, 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 you know, for the little thing you have. At least you know in five days you'll have enough air to get out of there or something, you know. At least you have a hope, you know. But, uh, yeah, as far as, uh, you know, taking care of yourself, everyone has their different way of carrying uh, uh, tools and safety equipment. And I imagine a lot of that has to do with their experiences, you know. And once you know you're missing something, you know, uh, you always want to have vice grips, I think. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Wade, what do you think? That would be nice. I, I, I ride in small circles. I don't have any of that stuff. Um, I'm lucky to have tools on my bike. Uh, I've been—I actually got stranded a little while ago. Alex saved me. I didn't have the uh, worm. I didn't have the tire thing, and I got caught struggling. I didn't just have it on my own. So it can be a drag sometimes um, to not have what you need. Um, well, you know, sometimes you do, you get stranded, like at the time on the highway one. So as far as talking, you know, long rides, that's something definitely to think about. You know, now working at the shop uh, over at Tokyo Moto plug. Anyways, um, they have these little things, a little bit bigger than the size of a pack of smokes, like American Spirits. That thing is a battery that will actually charge a uh, V8 motor. And it'll actually, it has, it's a basically little power plant. And my boss takes it when he goes camping with the kids because again, they have the iamaphone and everything. So yeah. nowadays you can actually pack certain things. I mean, a lot of the younger kids coming in nowadays have the, um, they'll have the uh, GoPro on their helmet, either up top or up front. And they'll also have the Senna or uh, uh, units like that, which end up being, I mean, um, you're connected now. Between that and that, you got camera in front of you. You're connected on the radio and the interwebs. And a lot of those boys do it now just because um, they're techies. Uh, well, tech, younger boys that are uh, like tech. But um, also, a fact of the matter is that when it comes to actually something happening to them, they got a recording of that asshole taking them out. You know, so there's a lot to be said about that. And, uh, a lot of the people like meet coming into the shop that are traveling through the country and stuff, they are now actually set up like that. So there's, there's a whole new just technology case. set up. Well, also, I mean, they could literally just every day send where they've been to their family yeah. or kin, you know, yeah. between those two, pa 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 yeah, exactly. in the picture. So as far as uh, getting into the next step of the conversation with Turing, you can be connected now and everyone can see what you're doing if you really want them to. You know, it's a, it's about a thousand dollars setup in the end with the helmet, but boy, you know, I mean, there's a lot to be said about that if you if you want to go that direction. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I totally refuse to ever get an intercom <laughs> for my helmet. So the the reason I ride is to get away from from things and and not really to hang out on the bikes. Not totally get a phone call. <laughs> yeah, so you I'm, know. Not, I'm not taking any phone calls on my bikes. I I don't want to talk to the people I'm riding with. I totally understand. Either. Well, I, I you know I'm kind of in the same thing too. I mean, back in the you know when we were youth, that was cool, like being in a platoon or something. But yeah, last thing you want to do is you know be in a row with your friends. Yeah. But uh, other people think differently, and I'm on your side on that one. But, uh, yeah, you go out there to be alone. 
sometimes you can have music you can also uh well nowadays records everything i mean wade does that on his race bike uh in the sidecar so you know there's advantages for everything involved guess what we're gonna take a little bit of break and i shall see you in a few minutes kevin and wade rer all right see you guys soon Sunday from 4 to 6 at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8 on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Summertime, and we're ready to groove in the mission for the sixth annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August. August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. All right, welcome back to Racers Alley. Hey, you know, we have a great show here on the mission. If it wasn't actually for Mutiny Radio, we wouldn't even exist. 
you know, and we have a whole list of sponsors. Uh, motorcycle, uh, Moto Tire Guy uh, helps us out a lot. Uh, Subculture Racing, of course, Yar Yar, there we are, and Tokyo Moto, uh, well, they help us out a lot as well. I mean, they got my race bike sitting there collecting dust and not charging me for rent. And then we got Bender's Bar that uh, has the great bins and has also our people who are going to be making our shirts and graphic artists. Molotovs is always there. Uh, we got uh, Harley Boys and uh, Iron Man Moving is the guy that we actually want to help and uh, if you ever need something moved he's a good dude Moto Hub SF actually Mr. Dimitri who is probably going to be our guest host next week you know he's always a good mechanic if you ever need anyone to do something special and uh, one of our guests uh, Monkey Moto School uh, Mr. Evan Arkush he's the best one to go to when it comes to actually learning how to ride a motorcycle he has a bike and you guys want to learn He's very nice and easy to work with. So, of course, we always want to, uh, well, thank our AMA, AFM, and uh, ARMA, who are our sponsors. When we go out there racing, they're the ones who make it work, and especially the turn workers who do that. Because if it weren't for the turn workers, we would not be there. So, uh, yari yari, and... Uh, Let's listen to the rest of the show. Boys, how are you? I was just mentioning earlier about having some technology as far as the helmets and, and, and the GoPros. From here on in, I mean, uh, we got to switch a little gear here. Uh, one of our uh, subculture men, Wade Boyd, I believe you're going to be racing in the next two weekends. Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, Stockton, actually, this weekend. Stockton Half Mile. I'm going to run my DTR1. Explain to the folks that uh, can't know it, what don't know what that is, a DTR1. A DTR1. That's, uh, they said any bike, any year. There's, it's unlimited open class. Other line that word, open. They've all been, in theory, running 650s. No, no, no. They're all running 450s because that's what they sell nowadays. But anything in open means open. They used to run four cylinders. This is a 05... Yamaha 1000 R1. A uh, street bike, super street bike, bike that's been uh, modified and turned into basically a mile bike. So for folks that you know, it's it's a um, hybrid. It's a very yeah, unique one only. I built it to win the mile. And that's what it's been doing. It's, not, it's all but untouchable. It'll do 135 down the straightaway on the rear wheel. It goes really fast. It's big. It's bulky. Um, in the old days, they ran twins. They started running multis and everything until they got banned after Kenny Roberts didn't like riding his TZ750. Yar. <laughs> Even though now he says it's the best thing he ever did. Anyhow, the R1's got more horsepower, probably a little heavier. It's not as pretty. It goes, I think it goes a little faster. I think it's really neat looking in a bulldog way. And yeah, the sound, I mean, really has the bulldog. I mean, the thing sounds like a raptor. You know, it's, it's quite yeah. incredible if uh, you guys haven't ever been to see it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you can YouTube them and such, and you can find uh, the uh, uh, what do you call the bike? I call it the DTR1, Dirt yeah. Track R1. Nickname. And my name's uh, that's that's what its name is, DTR1, Team DTR1. Nice. Anything involved with that? So I got sponsored by by Candy Plates. I'm running Candy Plates number plates, and 
the Saturday. I'm and actually, those look awesome. They're the best. They look really good. Well, they're they're, they're shaped. They're really the, the the look of those. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to have custom looking stuff. Yeah, and they're and he's either got them on aluminum or fiberglass backing. They're really tough. Candy uh, plates. Candy plates is yeah. his name. Paul Lynch. Paul Lynch. You I'm can riding, probably find him on the animal yeah, webs. I'm gonna ride his bike. Also, he's got a brand new. 19, uh, not 19, where'd that come from? 2018 Honda 450 that's all been tricked out and everything, and I've never ridden it before. But So you're uh, getting a little sponsorship ride on a, a proper uh, 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 circle new. track bike, and it's a 2018? Yeah, Honda 450. Set up with the right actual, because we're, um, we're always doing kind of something a little bit off measure. So what you're saying is you're getting a proper bike. Yeah, I'm getting a proper bike. Holy moly. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that'll be awesome. This is just the wow. beginning. Yeah, yeah. That's that's great. So uh, be stocked in this weekend, and all the, the boys are going to be out there running the, uh, what, what, what what's the mileage? It's a half mile. Half mile. So, Boy, so you're getting some speed out there. Yeah, not not like the, uh, the mile. Like it's a long straightaway. This thing, I barely get to get in the throttle. It's a little harder to ride. The little bikes are a little easier, you know. So, uh, yeah, I battled it out and barely got a second last time. You are. Um, and uh, last time you were on the DTR1, not the SV? Yeah, I was going to take the SV, but... Um, it's going to be so hot out there. I don't think I could survive riding three classes. So I'm going to yeah. leave the SV at home. Who will be? Do, do the R1 <laughs> in one class and take the Honda uh, 450 out in one class. And I'm going to try to get lined up to do ride that like at Lodi. So I have a, that's a proper bike for a small track. But at least you can do a little test riding, you know, introductory laps, you know, Bob's your uncle on that. Get a practice or two. Yeah, right. Awesome. So uh, after this, I believe uh, you're going to actually leave up north for a completely different type of racing. Wade, uh, as you know, I mean, um, he's our co-host as well as he pretty much rides anything. And uh, one of his fortes is uh, sidecar racing with his Christine, his partner. I mean, um, the the pedigree is so long that I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about 15 minutes from now. Yeah, but um, they're leaving right now, and they're going to be racing sidecars over in wait Washington. In Washington, um, the Ridge. The Ridge. I'll think of the name of the little. It's a little tiny town. I'll think of it in a minute. But yeah, it. She wants to go racing too. She needs to escape, get away from her job and everything. And yeah, it's sidecar time. Yeah, I mean, uh, Wade and Christine, I mean, they've been to Australia, Isle of Man. Well, she's, she's been, they've both been in Isle of Man on the sidecars, but at a different uh, uh, times. And as well as uh, Pikes Peak, uh, boy, Wade, actually, I been, remember that other race they did up in the dirt up here? Uh, like the Donner old, Hill Climb. Donner Hill Climb. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as uh, sidecar racing, it's a whole unique thing. And for you guys don't know, know about it, I mean, you can Google it. Um, you got a, a rider encompassed on his knees and front forward like a drawn machine, right? Looks really cool. And then you have actually a passenger on left, left on there or the right on the platform. 
and uh, they work together to make the machine work and it has three wheels and the wheels uh, they vary in size but it's kind of like a formula when I first met Wade he says it's a formula one car with three wheels when I first met him back in 1996 yeah we couldn't afford that fourth wheel yeah and uh, so as a new listeners come on the sidecar is a very unique machine and you can google it you can find us i mean it's 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 fascinating it's it's not quite a dying art europe loves them they have a gp am i wrong right they sure do they got a world championship there's so many aspects to that and then down to speedway motocross they got all that stuff in europe we barely have it in this country oh motocross yeah exactly uh the three-wheel art also goes in the dirt as well apparently and those guys are even crazier and yeah. uh yeah wade went out there uh, not too long ago and soon we'll have some pictures up on racers alley uh, we have a facebook page and hopefully we'll be able to get a little bit more out there as far as technology wise goes but you can always find us on facebook and uh find racers alley and you can see some pictures of us and uh all the other friends that are out there that are all racers i've been looking through this lately i just started the page a couple of days ago and i just am just heartened by uh, all the racers out there and you know what's one one what's interesting is everyone's from every different country but we're all goofballs and we act the same way as racers and it's great to see those pictures (laughs) right yeah everybody wants to ride everybody wants to race everybody wants to have a good time whether they're watching riding or any or all the above exactly and the latest uh uh with the face of my book page uh which is interesting uh for racers alley what you're seeing is the next generation these little dudes on these little bikes especially in europe uh europe uh, they're breeding racers and it's great they uh, uh one of the new guys out there oops oops <laughs> sorry technical malfunction one of the new guys out there uh, he makes leathers and uh, he makes leathers for the young guns and so it's really neat to see pictures of all the all, all the kids out there with looking like a little rossi and europe's they really like the Europeans really back back racing so look at the Facebook page to see all this stuff actually going on over there and, and many different levels like Wade was saying yeah, we'll keep adding to it we're kind of new at all this stuff so it's a little yeah new. yeah we're kind of anti uh, well not a Luddite but basically as a producer I don't have no idea what the hell I'm doing so each time I'm learning and soon we'll be able to have the phone work and then from there have a maybe a YouTube presence uh, you can see our ugly mugs and you can call in and talk uh, soon we'll yeah, we'll always have bike sounds too oh yes also the soundtrack sorry guys for the commercials yeah. but I'm still trying to work how this thing goes <laughs> learn how it works and all you know but uh, anyhow uh, Kevin it was great having you here and do you have any future plans as far as riding? And for your next show, just to give you a plug, Kevin just got back from riding through Scotland and the Isle of Man. And did, what race did you see over there, Kevin? I saw the Southern 100. Southern 100. Yay. Holy uh, moly. And, uh, yeah, I, I got to visit the Isle of Man. Uh, you hadn't been amazing. there before? And all this my cousins. Was, this was actually my second time there okay, at, awesome. at the Southern 100. Uh, the second but, time seeing the southern i yeah, did not know this uh, wow no, yeah that's awesome but, yeah but, wait did you race that at one point yeah i raced it twice 
Holy moly. Kevin, you're sitting with a Southern 100 racer twice. You know, R-E-R-E-R. So I raced the aisle a whole bunch of times. and was like, oh, they raced that down the street. Kind of to extend the program and stuff. They're really super, super nice and everything. And actually, should have been three times. But anyhow, um, you know, it's, it's really great. And they say, oh, that course, uh, that race is even more dangerous. <laughs> Because you're just inside rock walls the whole time. Which is crazy. It, um, I myself, was ra- uh, actually, I raced the Isle of Man a couple of times, you know, and uh, Wade's done it a million times. And for me to hear that is kind of like, wow, holy moly, I got to do that, I guess. You know, but holy moly, that's awesome. And uh, what's the length? It's about four miles, maybe. Four miles. And I believe they're breaking the 200-mile mark. Uh, it, it's possible there that the straights are pretty long. It's, yeah, it's it is high speed. It's all, it's a funny look. So so they're not quite there yet, but it's fast enough. Yeah, so fast. Yeah, skinny. Nobody. Skinny. What they yeah. don't say is it's skinny, skinny, <laughs> skinny, skinny. Two Mini Coopers side by side. When I first not got there, I thought left. the same thing. Yeah, it's like a two lane two lane road dotted line down the middle, and and these bikes are just. Yeah. Going soaring. So yeah, if, you you if you're on the bike and you go motoring by, you saw a dot on the side. Well, that was a driveway. Yeah, right. It's like uh, we'll talk about this soon, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, uh, thank you very much for showing up and uh, had a great conversation. I'd love to have you here again, especially to talk about what you did in Europe. Kevin has the arrow stitch, which we covered. He's been around the U.S., which you covered. Um, we never talked about uh, what he didn't do, which is actually the European. He's been in the Isle of Man. He's been in Scotland. Yar, yar. So uh, next month or so, I'd, I'd love to have you back. And uh, we'll talk about your next trip. And uh, have a, I believe you have a couple of guys coming in in two weeks, actually. We're okay. going to have a European conversation about you guys coming in the Isle of Man and seeing it and seeing the Southern wade actually when you get back from racing when you get back from racing kevin will be here and he has a couple of mates that were with him right kevin that that's true it's going to be a lot of fun looking forward to it nice nice i'm looking forward to it as well so we gotta uh, settle up here soon i i just want to say something um uh cheers to my dad uh he just had a second stroke and he's going into heart surgery tomorrow and I hope you get through, Dad, you know, because I have your name on the back of my leathers. Yar. So, uh, hope on, you listen Dad. to the show. Come on, Dad. I love you, Dad. Love you, Dad. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you very much for having me here, Mutiny Radio and Pamtastic. I love you as well. We shall talk soon. Crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host pam benjamin pump those dick jokes every thursday seven to nine with true hustle thursdays hashtag thc that's hashtag thc you want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. summertime and we're ready to groove in the mission for the sixth annual noise pop block party it's free saturday august 18th from noon to 6 p.m with bands empress of jeff rosenstock the marias the she's small crush the total bettys and more come to mutiny radio for special programming all afternoon including live comics karaoke on the radio for donations and interviews with main stage bands bring your family friends neighbors and dogs on August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. 
It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> guys how's it going pretty great i'm sure um we have a little announcement for you a psa of sorts yes uh listen to cowards every 10 a.m to 11 on mutiny radio on fridays yay for some sweet scared storytelling please do it we need you (laughs) so badly yes okay goodbye goodbye (laughs) and all the kissing is kissing It's exactly what you think it is. 
flat, black, plastic, vinyl, records, round, played, mixed, all for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker, amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast, that is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take 